Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When we hope for things, our discernment often flies out the window. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us how important it is, especially today, to be discerning of the people and things happening around us. Things are bad and they will only get worse. Let's not get caught with our hands in our pockets looking at the ground. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 13th, 2022. I wonder if there's no discernment concerning this because deep down inside of the heart, and I'm not trying to judge the motive of the heart here, I'm just speaking from the heart here. Deep down in their heart, they want to believe that there's still hope for this nation, and as such, this world. There might be other explanations. I'm certainly open to other explanations, but as best as I can tell, the only thing that comes anywhere close to explaining this or answering this is the roots of one's life are dug down too deep into the temporal soil of this world. And so deep down inside, they they want everything to be okay. And the elephant in the room is everything is not okay. In fact, everything is really, really bad, and it's going to get really, really worse. (laughs) Please know that I love this country so much. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, to my Egyptian father and my Arab mother, and we immigrated legally, of course, (laughs) to America when I was nine months old, 1963. And my parents fled the Middle East because of Islam at that time to come to America. It was their dream. And they studied and worked so hard for five years. And I'll never forget that day with tears streaming down their face when they became American citizens and they got their citizenship. But the country that my parents immigrated to in 1963 is not the country that we live in today in 2022. And I think maybe the question needs to be asked, are you going to be okay with that? Because this world, this nation is not our home. We're just passing through. We're in the world, but not of the world. Now, we've talked about the elephant in the room. But the question is, what do we do about the elephant in the room? Good question. 
I think the question is better asked this way. What's God going to do about the elephant in the room? Answer? (laughs) God has given us His Word that He will act on behalf of those who wait for Him. This was actually our study on Thursday night in Isaiah 64, verse 4. It says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for Him. (laughs) Can, Can you just let me have a little bit more fun with this one, just real quick? What are you looking at? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to Him. Why? I'm waiting for Him. Why? Because He said, if I wait for Him and look to Him, He'll act on my behalf. Wait, aren't you going to protest? Just a second. Can you show me where that is? Yeah, well, one more thing. I've got to be careful now. This whole left, right, red, blue, I cannot handle it anymore. But anytime I see anything that starts off with the left, oh, even the right wing. Listen, how is it that, I mean, boy, the, the, the enemy has done, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We're talking about the powers of darkness in these principalities, four entities that Paul describes in Ephesians 6, right? We're going to actually talk about that a little bit more in the uh, But God testimony. I I chose this one. You'll you'll see why. But (laughs) if I say left, right, red, blue, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, Why is it that people automatically assume that if I'm not for Trump, that I must have voted for Biden? Boy, the enemy's sure done a number on us, hasn't he? Do you realize that's the whole point, right? It's to divide us. Divide and conquer. We did an update devoted to just that. This is right out of Satan's playbook. He wants to get right against left, red against blue, conservative against liberal, Republican against Democrat. So then what are you, J.D.? Are you left or right? I'm up. No, I mean that. I'm up. Why does it have to be either or? It's neither. You'll forgive me for the way I'm saying this, but for lack of a better way of saying it, if you've been sucked into that left-right paradigm, You're deceived. You're deceived. I want to say I I feel better now, but I don't because (laughs) I feel like I just dumped on you. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Since when did the Christian buy into this notion that if we just get our guy in office, everything's going to be okay? Really? How's that worked out for you? 
Okay, now I feel a little bit better, so let's move on. This actually, both Thursday's Bible study and then second service coming up, tie in together with today's update. When you don't know what to do about the elephant in the room, (laughs) wait for the Lord to act and let the Lord avenge and deliver you. I want to share with you three Psalms. I'm sure most of you are familiar with, especially Psalm 91. What a great Psalm. Verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, watch this, wait for it, perilous pestilence. That's this happening. That's happening right now. And He's going to deliver me from that? Yeah. Psalm 34, 19 through 22. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I don't like this first part. I don't want to hear that. But, okay, the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. And then verse 21, and I I've never seen this before, but in the context of what we're talking about today, it just, man, the light bulbs went off and the Holy Spirit opened this up to me. Listen to verse 21. Evil shall slay the wicked. Can I watch? The righteous aren't going to slay the wicked. Evil shall slay the wicked. We talked about this a little bit on Thursday night. (laughs) You set a trap, you're going to fall into the trap you set. They've set the trap. <laughs> it's, it's Haman in the book of Esther. Oh, just, I'm, I'm asking the Lord, I'd like to be there. I just, you know, I don't have to have a front row seat, maybe the one behind, but I'd like to see this when this happens. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. Do you feel hated right now? I sure do. Well, Jesus said it. Don't be shocked by that. If the world hates you, it's because of your association with me. They hated me first, so welcome to my world. You love me, they're going to hate you. In fact, beware when all men speak well of you. That's when you really need to worry. When the enemy leaves you alone, you're in trouble. You're really in trouble when he sends you a gift basket and gift card and thanks you for the job. Well done. (laughs) You pose no threat to the powers of darkness. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Verse 22, the Lord redeems the soul of His servants, and none of those who trust in Him shall be condemned. In whom do I put my trust? My trust is in my God. Psalm 57, lastly, verse 2, I cry out to God Most High, to God 
who vindicates me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me to inject me. Oh, that's not in the, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We're almost done. Just hang in there. God sends forth His love and His faithfulness. Here's the bottom line. We know that God will do this. We just don't know when God will do this. But we can know it is very, 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 very soon. It has to be. I am. And do that next time you're at a crosswalk. Everybody's going, Have them ask, what are you looking at? I'm looking for Jesus. He's going to be coming any time now. That'll get their attention. Either that or they'll run. (laughs) Who knows that God may present you with an opportunity to share Jesus with them. This is why we do these updates and end with the gospel and a simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. Because if you think about it, if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner, why would you be interested in the Savior? Doesn't make any sense. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 starts off with the bad news first. You know how it is sometimes somebody will come up to you and say, I've got bad news and i got good news. Which one do you want first? Wait, what do you say when that happens? Because I just tell them that I'll just take the good news and then go tell the bad news to somebody else. But no, you need to hear the bad news first, because the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. Please don't email me and be mean to me. What's the bad news? Well, the bad news is is that the wages of sin is death. Our sin, all of sin, carries with it the death penalty. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. The gift of God, gift of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. And the B is central. The B is what comes from the acknowledging of our sin. It's believing in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus said, there's no way to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way. And then lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen, 
I like to say this as it seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's how simple it is. I implore you today, if you're here in this church or watching online, you've never called upon the name of the Lord. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, you know. I would really encourage you, even implore you, to not delay and put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life, because Jesus is coming. And only those who are born again of the Spirit of God will go up in the rapture, and everyone else will be left behind. That's the truth. Okay. Today's But God Testimony. I selected this one. I think you'll see why. It's kind of a prayer request slash praise report, but it puts a face, because these are people we're talking about here, okay? Dear Pastor Frog, my name is Josh, and I have been listening to and enjoying your Bible prophecy updates for nearly two years. It is very rare that you find a pastor who will speak out on these current issues as they relate to Bible prophecy. Some of your videos really hit home. You see, I am an employee at AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals in Indiana. I have been employed there for nearly eight years. At first I was very excited to have such a position at an industry that makes life-saving medicines for people across the globe. At my site, we are the hub for making diabetic medication for those who have diabetes. When I first got hired on, my dad was freshly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, so being employed by a pharmaceutical company that made medication for my dad made me find meaning and purpose. As time went on, I realized that AstraZeneca was very big in inclusion and diversity. When the month of June would roll around, they were not afraid to fly the LGBT flag as you enter the facility. It was then that I began to feel a conviction. Fast forward to 2020, when I found you and your courageousness and expertise in Bible prophecy. I listened to your podcast every morning during my 35-minute commute to work. The sermon that gave me the chills was decision time. You had mentioned that AstraZeneca was using aborted fetal cells to develop and test this new COVID vaccine. I thought to myself, am I working for the devil? Is there a reason why I'm feeling this conviction? I know God had put me there because my previous job was a nightmare and I prayed to get out of it. It was last week that all of us at AstraZeneca got an email stating that everyone is mandated to get the vaccine. This is the vaccine manufacturer, AstraZeneca. Those who refuse will have to request a religious or medical exemption that will have to be reviewed. I had already gotten a religious exemption through your website several months ago, because I knew this was coming. But during all of this, I had shared your name with several of my co-workers and provided them the information that you share with us daily. I directed them to your site so that they too may get a religious exemption. My hope during this dark time is that I can be used to direct people to Jesus. 
whether it be to your site and podcasts or something else. Maybe this is my purpose. I do know that your name is getting around because I have had people come up to me asking about who this Farag guy is. (laughs) My hope is that they will just stop and listen to your podcasts while getting their exemption letter. Please pray for me and my family as well as my co-workers who may be without a job very soon. I am not scared because I know that my God will provide. This may be a blessing. Keep doing what you do. I thank you for your courage and expertise, and even though you're a thousand miles away, I call you my pastor. That is an honor to me. P.S. This is heartbreaking. My own church here in my town would not write me an exemption letter. I feel hurt over this. I still go to that church, and just last Sunday, They had shown a video to the congregation about the sanctity of life and how wrong abortion is. I sat in the pew shocked to think how my church is anti-abortion but pro-vaccine, knowing that aborted fetal cells are used in the research and development of this vaccine. So again, I thank you for providing me an exemption when my own church wouldn't. I'm okay if you share this. The more prayers, the better. The reason I chose this is because These are people that work for AstraZeneca. They need Jesus. Pfizer, Moderna, et al. They all need Jesus. So I would like for us, as we close in prayer, to pray for Josh. Why don't you stand and join with me? Father in heaven, I I thank you so much for this email and this testimony from Josh, and for someone who works for AstraZeneca, and to be put in this position, and yet you've placed him there for such a time as this, to bring Jesus to them, and them to Jesus. And so Lord, I pray as he's asked us to pray for them, for him, Lord please, you're, (laughs) we just read in the Psalms, promise after promise of how you will deliver from the perilous pestilence, that we have nothing to fear, that you will deliver us from this. And Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. But we can talk about the elephant in the room and not cower or falter in so doing, because we know you, and we know that you are coming for us as you said you would. So Lord, thank you that we can look up and lift up our heads as we see all of this unfolding exactly as you said it would. And it's happening, it's happening now. So, how close is it? It's got to be so close, Lord. Come quickly, Jesus. Maranatha. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.